The history of television is a history of failure. For every television series that lasted years and years, there were dozens that lasted only one season or less. But did they deserve to die? Or were they... Cancelled too soon? Everybody and welcome back to Cancel Too Soon, the podcast where we review television series that lasted only one season or less. My name is William Bibiani. Uh, my voice is cracking today. <laughs> my name is William Bibiani. Hi. That was our second take, too. Oh, my God. I don't know what's up with this. I feel like I maybe have a mild throat thing. I, um, I think you're just going through puberty. Oh. It's finally happening. Uh, you're becoming a man. Anyway, my name is William Bibiani. <laughs> I'm a film critic for the internet. Everybody calls me Bibbs. My name is Whitney Seibold. I, too, am a film critic for the internet. All of it. Whatever website you visit, I, I write a film review there. And this week on Cancel Too Soon, uh, it's a it's a special tie-in episode. Actually. It's a crossover special. Yeah, with our own what? podcast. <laughs> so there's two of us. Uh, if you listen to our other podcast, critically acclaimed. We review new movies over there. We also review movies uh, at the behest of our listeners. And in the last episode of every single month, uh, we review an entire motion picture franchise as selected by the listeners of Critically Acclaimed. Yes. This month, in the last episode of Critically Acclaimed, came out a couple of days ago, we reviewed every single one of the films in the Herbie the Lovebug series. Herbie the Lovebug is a pretty good series. It's o- cute! Only one sucks, and the rest are all perfectly pleasant. And even the one that sucks isn't, like, pull your hair out terrible. Yeah, it's, it's, just, okay. it's just kind of annoying. Anyway, what we discovered, though, as we were doing our, our Herbie research, mm-hmm. was that in addition to having... Uh, is it six motion pictures? Six feature films. Yeah, yeah. including a made-for-TV film. There is a live-action Herbie the Love Bug television series from 1982 that nobody remembers or talks about. It is 100% real. And, and, and of course, that's the thing we have to do. Absolutely. Uh, so, if you want to listen to our talk about all of the Herbie the Love Bug movies, go over to the Schmozno iTunes feed. Mm-hmm. Our show is called Critically Acclaimed. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other shows as well, but right up there, Critically Acclaimed, Herbie I the think... Love Bug. You can also go to the SK Plus YouTube channel and look for Critically Acclaimed, Herbie the Love Bug movies, and uh, you can hear all of that. And once you're done with that, come on back. We got Herbie. Or if you only want to hear about Herbie the Love Bug, the television series, stick around. Don't do a dang thing. And, Sit back. And for those of you who are already in the know and are already listening to both, you're in the know. Thank you. You're you're the cool ones. So let's get started. Let's talk about... You should should brag about that. Let's talk about Uh, a little show called Herbie the Love Bug. Who is the one with the sing in his chassis? Not very sleek, but he's bright and he's sassy. When you're with him, you better leave your cares behind. What you just heard was a little clip of the theme song, sung by <laughs> Dean Jones. Sung by, sung by Dean Jones. Uh, Dean Jones, who played uh, Jim in the first and the third and the fourth 
No, just uh, the first, first, third, and fifth. First, third, and fifth of the uh, Herbie movies. Yeah. Uh, uh, he played, in the original Herbie, he played a race car driver uh-huh. who wasn't very good at his job, but he did end up coming into possession of a small Volkswagen Beetle, uh-huh. which it turned out was alive. Yeah. Not in a talky Cars animated movie kind of way, just in a cute beeps its horn, likes to drive itself, and uh, help its owner find love kind of way. Yeah. Uh, so he teamed up with that car, he won a whole bunch of races. Over the course of the films, the car wound up in various different hands, but it frequently wound up back in possession of Jim Douglas, again played by Dean Jones, mm. or his relatives or his friends. Um, and right in the middle of that, after uh, Herb, uh, The Love Bug, the original film, mm. Herbie, go, uh, Herbie no, Rides Again. Herbie Rides Again, in which Herbie wrote again. Mm. Uh, Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo, in which Herbie went to Monte Carlo. And, and won, which is significant to the series. It is. And uh, Herbie Goes Bananas, in which Herbie briefly went bananas and then returned into the possession of Jim Douglas. Ah. Uh. There's no mention of Paco at some point, no, his small no, child pa- sidekick who oh. turned Herbie into a taxi. I'd love to see, like, Paco becomes, like, a spy or something. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, a badass thing. Like, when Huckleberry like, Finn became, like, an FBI agent. Oh, and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. But that's in the books. Oh, is it? Yeah, he became, like, a Pinkerton, didn't he? Didn't uh, him oh, and Tom yeah, Sawyer? that's right, like, he their did. Stories they, continue, they, became, like, they became cops. Like, like the Tom Sawyer franchise I, I, jumped I, the shark real fast, actually. I've, I've read The Adventures of Huck Finn, the Mark Twain novel, mm. but I don't remember the detail of him growing up to become a cop. There were but sequels I do remember in that they became badass cops. In uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the movie, mm. I, I don't think this is part of the comic book, Tom Sawyer shows up as, like, a CIA agent. Uh, yeah, he's and investigating he has, and he has the a, mysterious murder of his partner, Huckleberry Finn. And, and he has a, a romance with the now vampire uh, I think it's Mina it's Mina. Mina, Mina Harker, Harker yeah. from Dracula who is now a vampire and they have a romance golly that's a bad film it's not a good <laughs> film have you noticed that it's, it's not good but uh, we, back to Herbie we're gonna, gonna do our special crossover that's right so uh, what, let's talk about yes one of the episodes is um, the 1988-87 Ninja Turtles cartoon and the other one is that, like, the new 2000s Ninja Turtles cartoon, and this is that special episode where both of those versions of the Ninja Turtles met up. What the fuck are you talking about? That was a real thing. Well, I know, but what does this have to do with Herbie the Love Bug? Nothing. I'm just putting our, our crossover into perspective. Anyway, Herbie the Love Bug. Shut up. It just occurred to me. That's <laughs> all. I thought you were talking about Herbie. I'm like, Herbie met the Ninja Turtles? That sounds amazing. I want to see that. I'm sure, now that we've said it, it's going to happen. It's probably going to happen. So, okay, so this was at this, again, the movie franchise was over, and the Disney Channel was just becoming a thing. Yeah. And they needed a bunch of content, and so they brought in Herbie as a mid-season replacement. And the premise of Herbie the television show is, Herbie and Jim Douglas have retired from racing, and now they're settling down, becoming domestic and boring. Yeah. No. That's the whole show. That is the whole show. Well, it is a... Herbie was originally the love bug. In fact, Herbie's name isn't even in the first one. It's just called the love bug. No, the mention is Herbie, but he Hackett names him. He, well, that's, that's his name, but the title of the film is just the love bug. It's that's not right. Herbie the love bug. The Herbie... Uh, his function was to put people together. In fact, to, a lot to, of, to hook people up. And, a lot uh, of people think of Herbie as Herbie the Love Bug. This yeah. is the only Herbie the Love Bug piece of media that's called Herbie called the Love Herbie Bug. Called Herbie the Love Bug. And in yeah. fact, I, I, as I understand, one of the original working titles was Herbie the Matchmaker. Uh, that's and, the title of the pilot. And that is, it is also the title of the pilot. Yeah. But I, I understand the show was also supposed to be called Herbie the Matchmaker. Yeah. Um, so Herbie's a yenta. That's his function. Uh, and... Okay. Herbie so, is Janine Garofalo in that one movie in, no one remembers. In that movie called, called The Matchmaker. The Matchmaker. Yeah. 
And so it kind of makes sense that racing should maybe not play as big a part in Herbie's actual function. I think it's the racing also, the racing was a distraction. I also think it's a matter of we're doing Herbie as a television series. We can't afford to get new racing footage every week. And we can't use the same one because people get wise to that pretty pretty fast. And indeed, over the course of the series, Jim Douglas acquires uh, a girlfriend, mm-hmm. three kids a home, and he can't tell them that Herbie is alive. This is my mother the car if Herbie was the car. It's exactly my mother the car. It, it, it is the exact same premise. They or, even have a Captain what? Manzini, a guy who's constantly trying to get the car. It's it's my mother the car kind of crossed with Imaginary Mary, because the mm. ma- premise of Imaginary Mary is she moves in with, she is, essentially starts dating a guy and ends up marrying him and inherits his family, and it's about her trying to become a good mom. Yeah. Jim Douglas, over the course of the series, has to learn how to become a good dad. Mm. The series lasted five episodes, <laughs> so he has to learn fast. Well, I, one thing I like about this is it kind of addressed one of the issues with Herbie as a series, which is every time there's a new Herbie movie, they kind of have to reset everything. Yeah. Dean Jones found love in the first movie. In the third one, he finds love again. Well, not much of a love bug, are you, Herb? <laughs> You like got I, some flaws here. I, I just set you up. I can't guarantee a long-term thing. So, like, at one of the first lines of dialogue Dean Jones has is he says, there have been too many races won and too many girlfriends lost. He's tired of adventuring. Mm. They're, they're just... Dean Jones, his character Jim Douglas, has settled down in somewhere in Southern California. It's, you know, yeah, it's, it's in L.A. someplace. Yeah, Medfield, probably. They talk about Euclid Ave a lot. Yeah, I mean, they talk about, like, Orange County mm. and, like, Santa Barbara. And, like, you know, somewhere in Southern California. And he has set up a driving school, which mostly caters to little old ladies. Mm. And the little old ladies get in Herbie, and Herbie prevents them from killing themselves. And then they give those old ladies a driver's license. Some, like, I don't know how they're going to pass they got, their test. Well, I'm guessing that uh, Herbie is probably, like, moonlighting. is driving around at night trying to make deals with the cars that those old ladies are going to buy. So uh, he's like, hey, you know, I, I made her pass a driver's test, but she, she can't drive. She can't drive. I don't know what to do. I was like, it's okay, Bart. It's okay, Herb. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Because they're repeated gotcha. scenes of like Her- Herbie's done, you know, a lot of a lot of favors for a lot of people. So a lot of people owe Herbie. That's probably true. That's a lot of cars owe Herbie. There's a variety of scenes in which Dean Jones is like. Trying to teach an old lady how to drive, and she keeps mm-hmm. like turning around, trying to feed her dog in the back seat while they're driving, and, and Herbie prevents immediate death many times. <laughs> her, it strikes me that Herbie would be maybe the best or the worst driving instructor car. Like he'd prevent death, yeah, but if if he's the one doing the driving, you're not learning anything. Exactly the point. Uh, meanwhile, Dean Jones is also uh, a driving instructor at a local high school. Yeah, in the first episode, they're having some money troubles. Of course, they are. You have, just, a, you have a sentient car. How do you have money troubles? You're when a sentient, you own car, a sentient you're car. You're famous. Get an endorsement deal and yeah. retire. Relax. What the hell? <laughs> so they're having money troubles. They're driving around town. They chance upon a bank robbery. In like, which, like you do. In which a young woman, or, or, or I guess a middle-aged woman, mm. uh, Susan McLean, played by Patricia Hardy, mm. uh, from the Cancel Too Soon series Blondie, based on the comic strip. Boy, are we going to try to track that down. <laughs> that sounds great. She is kidnapped mm. at gunpoint. Herbie immediately launches into action. There's like the biggest 
actiony thing they ever mm-hmm. do on the series where Herbie chases them down and shoots his spare tire at the bank robbers mm-hmm. and then the cops show up and say wow good job sir you really caught those bank robbers well mm-hmm. gotta go and they just walk away and this woman who was just kidnapped at gunpoint is left alone they don't take a statement yeah, they don't take her yeah. down to the station there's no crisis counseling I think she's there's... immediately asked out by Dean Jones and says sure why not and then is asked to walk home <laughs> like, it's really, I appreciate we're not going to get into the minutia of police procedure, but wow, they just do not care. I think that well, I think we only ever see two cops in this show. Uh, like it's, so. I think it's the same two cops in every episode. So mm, probably, my guess is there are two cops. <laughs> Period. That's it. That's, that's all it. we got. They're, they're, they're the, that's all this little town has. This whatever suburb of LA we're in. All right. So uh, uh, this 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 uh, this woman she has three Pat- kids. Yeah, uh, Pat- Patricia Hardy, by the way, mm-hmm. is great. Yeah, uh, she she's maybe one of the hottest TV moms I've ever seen. <laughs> right after Donna Pascal from Out of, Out of This World and uh, and Mrs. Partridge. Okay, uh, <laughs> just she she has a, a lot of life and character and energy to her. Well, I like uh, that. given that her role might be kind of thankless and that she's the one to be won by Jim Douglas. Well, she's she's the one to be one but she's also the one who has to get jim douglas to finally grow up because yeah. ultimately they do date spoiler alert for the mm. end of this episode they do date her herbie screws up the date oh a lot he screws yeah. up a lot of things but here's the thing he's not just dating herbie's been really good with dating herbie has not been good with long-term relationships mm-hmm. so he's got to actually learn to settle down learn to think about her and her kids which he's never had to deal with before mm-hmm. um he's got to think about moving in it's really interestingly fascinated with the minutia of long-term relationships well and, and i appreciate that because it's a love bug it's about a relationship mm-hmm. i'd rather see that than jim douglas like just dating a new woman every episode like jerry seinfeld yeah the love matic grandpa we don't really need yeah, that every mm-hmm. single time like no I, I appreciate that but that's the thing that's really fascinating about this series because it is about settling down it ends up feeling very mild it's kind of like yeah. the, the herbie's boring retirement which is fine for herbie but like i'm sitting here at home i'm just like is anyone gonna do something funny it's it's an hour-long series yeah. and you have herbie the love bug you'd think a, and it's on the wonderful world, world of disney you'd think a kid would be watching this so you'd think it would be like wacky and there'd be you know a, a, fast paced and punchy a, a funny know? monkey and a big crash and they drive you know Drive through a, a costume shop and Herbie's dressed as a nun. You know, it's just mm. something really strange. And instead, this is like a serious relationship it's, it's drama like, it's about middle-aged opera. people finding each other and growing into each other and like settling down. And oh, by the way, one one of them has Herbie. Like, that's it. Yeah. Like, it's really an yeah. afterthought most of the time. It, and it, just like in Imaginary Mary, it's actually a really interesting look at the way rela- long-term relationships work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this fantastical element is forgotten for huge portions of the series. So weird. Um, it's an uh, like I said, it's an hour-long series, and it's really languidly paced. Yeah, there's, it's, there's you, no you, madcap adventure. You will get sleepy. It, it's like you want to watch it with your family, like just before you go to bed to wind everyone down. Yeah. Uh, Susan McLean has three kids. Mm. Her youngest son is played uh, is named Robbie, played by Douglas Emerson from Million Dollar Mystery, and he uh, later had one, a recurring, one, of the, one of the great Chase movies, and uh, later had a recurring role in Beverly Hills 90210. Oh no, her, kidding! Yeah, her her middle child's uh, boy named Matthew, played like, by Nikki Cat. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I did I not gonna, see that coming. Nikki like, Cat's I, from I Boston saw... Public, The Way of the Gun, Secondhand Lions, Time to Kill, Sin City, he was, Kindred the Embraced. He was in uh, two separate Batman 
uh, continuities. Oh, he was he was in like he was, Batman and Robin. He was in right? Batman and Robin, and I think he was also in The Dark Knight. Was he really? Yeah, I, I think he, he play, I think he played played a cop in both. And the uh, eldest, I know oh, he, he played a, a thug in Batman and Robin, then a cop in The Dark Knight. There you go. And then the eldest daughter mm-hmm. uh, is named Julie. She is played by Claudia Wells, who is probably best known as Marty McFly's girlfriend from the original Back to the Future. Uh, but she was also in the Fast Times at Ridgemont High sitcom, which we'll recover at some point on the show, mm. in which she took over the Phoebe Cates role. Uh, what I think, I think is, I think Robbie Rist is in that one, so we'll have to maybe. But um, we'll have to have a Robbie Ristathon at some point. Julie McLean ends up being one of the most important characters in the series, especially early on, because what we discover is that Susan accepts Dean Jones's offer of a date, mm-hmm. and at the same time, she's dating another guy. In fact, she's, she's dating, dating another the guy. Bad guy. <laughs> well, she's dating the bad guy, but she's dating him, and they're on the verge of getting married to the extent that at the end of this episode, there's a wedding. Like that, that she, has to be interrupted. Yeah, and and here's the thing: it's at a church. They, this was planned. Mm-hmm. This she well, was I, on the, the verge of getting married when she decides to go out on a date with Dean Jones. I don't, I don't know how. Like, I think she was getting married for convenience' sake. I never mm-hmm. got any sense of again because. We only saw it in this episode. I didn't get any sense of like overriding passion that she was actually into this guy, mm-hmm. that they had any sort of serious romance. And I didn't get any sort of sense that he was into her either. Well, it was some sort of weird marriage of convenience that we never really discussed the details of. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of this inevitable thing. And I kind of appreciate that type of relationship being depicted because a, it could a be bad writing, which it was, yeah. but it could also be this kind of cynical view of marriage as this sort of automated thing Mm. that people, that older people just have to do. Well, and also they also articulate that, you know, she's got three kids. Mm. She's interested in romance, but she does, she does, she can't really flounce about town. Mm. She's interested in serious commitment. Therefore, anyone she's dating, she's thinking, am I going to marry this person? That's yeah, actually really so, important. Or what we find she, out in the pilot she, is, she is needs that a, her, her ex-husband yeah. was a racer, not unlike Jim Douglas used to mm. be. In fact, Jim Douglas actually raced him previously. We never meet this guy, but you know he would, they were planning to bring him in at some point and like race Jim Douglas. There's going to be an ex-husband plot line at some Probably. point. Probably. Yeah. But like her whole thing is like he was out all the time. He neglected the kids. I can't and deal with that. And just vanished. Yeah. I need someone to settle down with. And that's one of the plot points is, is Jim actually going to give up racing at the, at, towards the end of this episode? He realizes he could win this race very easily. He's got Herbie, get the money he needs to keep the business going, and then just go back about his business. But at the end, he has to decide, does he go to the race or does he go break up the wedding? Spoiler alert, he breaks up the wedding and Herbie drives into the church in the middle Herb- of the ceremony. Okay, that's a little weird. But churches have big doors. Some of them have wide aisles. Uh-huh. I can see that happening. It's when he ends up in a, a hospital room that's a little strange. Herbie, <laughs> in, in, the last, in one of the last episodes of the show, I think it's the last episode. It's the last of the episode. Show, Herbie sneaks into a hospital. Sneaks. Yeah. There's like, a car with a dri- running motor sneaking through Driving hallways. through hallways and going into a kid's room and closing the door behind him. Never mind how. Also, he Herbie managed, is magic, but he's not that magic. He, he manages to pick up a slice of cake on the way. But we'll get to that. Kirk Cameron is allegedly in this pilot. He I is. did not see him. Where he, was he? he? He was the little kid who leaned in the window in one scene. Oh, I he, missed that. He totally. was the buzz off kid. Kid. It's like Kirk Cameron's second credit. Yeah. Before long before he went weird. Well, well long before a he was a teen idol and then he went yeah kind yeah. of off the deep end. Um, I'm trying to think uh, uh, what else is kind of significant about this pilot episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Herbie is actually a very proud 
uh, a car. He well, gets insulted a lot. And, and this is this Herbie's is actually... the one who constantly wants to ro- stop bank robbers. He wants to race. He is not ready to retire yet. Sure. And Jim Douglas is constantly trying to struggling with that. Yeah. Which is interesting because Herbie was always kind of like Jim Douglas's kid. In a way, they have like kind of like a father-son kind of relationship a lot of the time. I, I, I so like Dad like wants his in, son to retire yeah. with him, and I can see why Herbie would work yeah, against Her, that. Herbie has always been a little impetuous. He would you know pee on people's feet, pee oil on people's feet when yeah, he does that they, a lot when they the were series. slighted. Well, it was one of only one of the things they could get the car to do. Like they could mm, animate without spending money without spending too much money. Like the car was only lim- l- animated to a certain degree you know they couldn't like have him stand up and punch people with his tires they can't do those huge set pieces they did in the movies where he's riding on the rails at the top of the golden gate bridge right they're not gonna spend the money on that but but a a good cheap effect that they could do is have him like squirt oil on people's feet and they squirt oil on the bad guy's feet a lot the bad guy um it's played by larry linville larry linville who from mash yeah Uh, he was in mash he was in manix uh, I was in a couple of Cancel Too Soon series like Paper Dolls with Morgan Fairchild and Calling Dr. Storm, M.D. Which, <laughs> what I, is that? It's some sick, I think it's a sitcom where he played a doctor, but what a title. Calling Dr. Storm, M.D. My wow. God, that's a great title. He's he's good in this. He's he's not great in this. He's no Harvey Korman or, well, or, or Keenan Wynn. But he when plays he, it straight when he needs to, and I appreciate that. He, what he's trying to do is, after he loses Susan, he's trying to play off as just like, oh, we were clear not right for each other mm. but then he works at a bank and he's scheming with his mom who owns the bank and he just when he's alone with his mom he says the most horrible things like he's just like she wasn't good enough for you and he says I know but I want her anyway it's <laughs> a great line mother you know vengeance is closest to my heart <laughs> all that stuff is great well, when he's with his mother, he's free, free to be a terrible Free to be however being. horrible he is. It wouldn't, wouldn't it have been great if it was like a Tyler Durden situation and the mother was just like the dark part of himself? Because he was only free to be dark around that character and there was always yeah. like a dark room. It's like, let's go into this back room uh, where we, mother, quote, lives. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we do see her with we other people. We do see her with like, other people the eventually. But um, for for, for a second, I was, my imagination was running away. After Herbie breaks up the wedding, she has a great speech about how that, how can you want to be with her again? She ruined my wedding. I was the one getting married. Yeah, but I paid it was for it. my wedding. Yeah. yeah, you try returning that much shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other weird thing about the pilot, and I'm glad they kind of start back, like backpedaling on this because it was really, really weird. The teen daughter mm. uh, conspires with the evil boyfriend Randy to <laughs> destroy uh, the, her mom's relationship with Jim Douglas because he's poor. She's like the right. daughter in Mildred Pierce. Like she's just ready <laughs> to destroy her mom's happiness as long as she won't have to have like an old Volkswagen Beetle in her driveway. Like, yeah, she's her, really shallow her, in the pilot. Her, her character changes immediately. And mm. and she does become just sort of a, kind of a bland teenage she, She's a little girl, petulant. But, yeah. She wants to hang out with her friends. She thinks her new father figure is lame. Mm. But, like, she no longer tries to undermine her mother's marriage at any, or her, she never only tries to destroy mom. Yeah. Which, I gotta tell you, I was really against her at the in this first episode. I'm like, wow, she is despicable. <laughs> like, woo. And she learns the, the error of her ways, and at the end of the first episode, Herbie the Matchmaker, Herbie has made a match. Made a match. Very effective. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Um... Okay, the next episode is Herbie to the Rescue, mm-hmm. uh, and 
in this episode, uh, Jim Douglas and Susan are, are dating, and they're starting to spend more time together, and the kids are starting to feel neglected. Again, this is a very real thing that happens mm-hmm. with blended families or, or oh. families with new parental figures. And or so, just, just any any step parent. Yeah, and so the new kids uh, decide, well. Uh, they don't have enough time for us, so we're going to remove ourselves from the equation. We want mom and this new guy to end up together. We're going to run away, and after they get married, we'll come back. <laughs> it's a very... <laughs> it's kid logic, which I like. Well, it's not kid logic, though. I wouldn't yes, have thought that way. Like, we're going to hide in the woods until they get married, and then we'll come back. So they run away, and of course they do it badly, because yeah. running, being, running away is fraught with peril. It opens with uh, uh, Jim Douglas is going to take all the kids out uh, fishing. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was going to be a bigger set piece than it was, but it actually like the kids go it's, out it's, in a boat like, and the boat almost sinks, and, and then, then they come back and and they're all wet and he runs away and that's just the first half of the episode. Like kind of just camping should be the main plot. Like he tries can, to bond and you can get a whole he, episode out yeah. of camping. Like it's weird. Like there's a fun <laughs> most bit where sitcoms the, do. There's, there's a fun bit a where camping the, episode. There's a fun bit where the kids are are in the boat and they're just like you know we're we're like strong and independent. We can go fishing ourselves and the boat springs a leak and, and they try covering kids, it with their sneakers. And, and I like the youngest kid because he says like I'd rather be a Alive than independent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're learning to be independent here. No, we're sinking. We're going to die. Um, so it ends up with uh, Jim and Herbie scouring the town, trying to find the kids. Herbie manages to save the kids without the kids realizing Herbie is real. And at mm. this point, I started realizing a certain flaw in this series. So not letting the kids know that Herbie not is letting, real? Or? Not letting anyone know Herbie yeah. is real. Everyone knew! Like, we even talked about, like, Jim has, like, a sidekick. His latest yeah. dopey sidekick of, of millions. A uh, Bo. A Bo, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, Bo, played by Richard Paul uh, from Bloodfist 3, Forced to Fight. Uh, from Full <laughs> oh, House. St- stop there. Everybody knows Bloodfist 3, Forced to Fight. Uh, he was also in a Cancel Too Soon series I want to check out called Hail to the Chief, starring Patty Duke as the first female president. <laughs> yeah, back in the early 80s. Oh, yeah. I remember that show. Uh, so, like, yeah, people knew. Everyone knew. His other racers knew. You might recall from the movies. This was mm. not a well-kept secret. <laughs> Why not? There's no reason. He never says... I'm waiting to tell them because it's a lot. I kind of want to get this started on an air of normalcy and then I'll tell them well, about Herbie. He, never, he even, never gets around to it. He never even says anything like, I couldn't possibly tell them that I have a living car because they'd think I'm mad. Or, you know, if I tell them, they'll just dis- take you apart. It's not like an elf where they're talking about it all the time. It's like well, there's we, a legitimate reason. We, yeah. we can't tell anybody about you, elf, because they'll just dissect you. And he says, I agree. I've, I, I'm an intelligent person. I don't want to be dissected. So... That Herbie has to remain a secret is just sort of taken for granted. Yeah. It's it which is frustrating because other than that, there's actually some really cute writing on this. I've already mentioned some lines of dialogue I mm-hmm. liked. Uh there's a line I like in this one when the kids are out in the woods and they're running away, mm-hmm. and I one of the kids says, It's lonely out here. I guess we're the only ones running away today. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> which, cute. Which is a cute line yeah. of dialogue. There's a cute little bit. But it, it's also, again, this is an hour-long show. There's 20 minutes of material in this. This is yeah, a this, really this is a this is a half-hour show that adds a lot of soap opera dynamics that aren't like soapy or dramatic enough to warrant anything. So it's it's super chill. It, it's really laid back. It's yeah. I'm going to use the word kind of lame, but not in that to describe something bad sort of way. In that it's it's the way. 
the word you would use to describe like the Lawrence Welk show or mm-hmm. having to watch some old program with your parents. Right. It's like, I want more action. I want more life in what I'm watching. I'm a young person. I want speed. Something. It's about a race car. For God's <laughs> sake. Can we have some racing? No, this is no. about retired racers. About reti- settling it, down, getting boring. I believe the next episode is the uh, bachelor party episode. Well, which is, which real fast, the last episode, the second episode ends with them getting engaged. And I'm like, how long has it been? It's well, been a little while because they we went find on a out... they went on a date and it didn't go so well because I think Herbie tried driving him to make out point like right away and mm-hmm. he, uh, didn't, wife... he didn't realize that they weren't spring chickens anymore and they don't want to go straight to make out point they, I, they want to actually like talk and get to know each other. I watched a lot of the show with my wife Michelle uh, mm-hmm. who's been a guest on the program before and um, she's a big Herbie fan. She never seen the show. Uh, as we were watching it, we realized this happened for the millionth time. She just said, Herbie just kidnaps who he wants to kidnap. You have to get used to that. <laughs> well, Herbie just locks the door, my, rolls up the windows, and takes you wherever you need to go. Yeah, my thinking is Herbie has some sort of sixth sense in, you know, who he kidnaps because he needs to figure out the lovelorn. He, he has a, a mind for the lovelorn. He wants to kidnap Lovelorn people and put them together. They, he knows they're right for each other, even if they don't. Right. He's ahead of the curve. But yeah, it does look like he just sort of kidnaps people randomly from time to time. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that you're right. The next episode is Jim is having himself a, uh, a bachelor party. And now, the bachelor party is going to be consisting of two disparate elements. One is a whole bunch of other racers, including a, a smarmy Italian guy mm-hmm. who wants to put the moves on Susan named Sergio. Hi, Sergio. That, that's uh... Sergio, you ra- where are you? He's behind the couch there. He's too busy making public he, appearances he's, as the star of the, as, the as, a, as a cat, he is exercising his inalienable right to clean himself in a sunlight. Yeah. In a sunbeam. Well, anyway. Uh, and then uh, also, uh, he is reteamed with Diane Darcy, the racer. From uh, who, Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo. Yeah, played by a different actress this time. Now she's played by Andrea Howard. But, um, it, but same character. Yeah. Wh- whom he had previously romanced. Speaking of returning, uh, episodes two and four. Mm-hmm. of uh, Herbie the Love Bug were directed by Vincent McAviti. Yeah. Uh, the, who directed the third and fourth Herbie movies. And uh, a second as well, I did think. Did he do a second um, as well? He did a lot. I, no, I, don't, th- I thought, uh, no, I don't think he did. All right. At least the third and the fourth. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, long-term uh, movie and TV veteran. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of the Medfield College, or some of the Medfield College movies. I think maybe yeah. all of them. Uh, and he did some Star Trek episodes yeah. and e- every show from like the 60s. And episodes three and four mm-hmm. of Herbie... Uh, were directed like this one include uh, were directed by Bill Bixby from The Incredible Hulk, <laughs> so that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. So he is reunited with his old girlfriend who is racing in town and who's still sort of carrying a torch for him. A little bit of a torch for him. She thought he was pretty great. Um. And Randy, Susan's ex, who is putting together the big bachelor party, has conspired to get her drunk and get him, them into some sort of bad-looking situation There's, so that Susan yeah, can walk in on them. It's super awkward. Lure, lure them into an empty apartment while she's drunk, I guess kind of knowing she's going to put the moves on him. Or at the very least, it will look bad enough that no, Susan, like, who is a bit gun-shy about this whole about Jim, who is like a little secretive and weird. Mm. Um, because he has a living bug, and that's what he's being secretive that about. That would do it. Yeah. And so she immediately breaks up with him. I like the bit that follows, because like the next day, Diane goes to Jim's apartment mm-hmm. and says... Ah, uh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. That must have looked real bad. Um, can we come in and talk? I, I feel really bad. Mm. And Jim, to his credit, says, uh, no, let's not go inside. 
just in case she shows up or something. No. Let's just have a talk outside, nice and platonic, nothing mm. weird going on. And then Susan's daughter drives by and, and sees, sees talking them talking on the patio. So we so made it the backfires. exact wrong choice. <sighs> and I actually like that. I was actually like yeah, reasonably yeah. well thought out uh, and put together. And it ends with. It looks like uh, she, uh, Susan finds out that Herbie has joined the race, and she thinks that Jim has given up on her. He wouldn't go back to racing again unless he didn't think they had a relationship anymore. Randy insists on taking her out to the racetrack just to show her, just to <laughs> shove it in her face. He's a jerk. You should be with me, the better jerk, the, jerk. the bigger jerk. The jerk who actually cares about you less, but yes. okay. <laughs> and then Herbie wins the race, but it turns out Diane was racing him. Yeah. That's a cute little twist. It's a cute little twist. I, it made me wonder. Like, I so know Her- Jim and Herbie are close, but Herbie has had other owners. Why doesn't he give her to, give him to Diane? Uh, give him to someone guess- else to like enjoy racing him. Herbie loves racing. He's still a great race car. Uh, yeah, I don't know why Herbie has so much fealty to Jim. Yeah, I guess just they're good friends now, and he doesn't want to want to leave his buddy. But it does raise the question of. Again, Herbie's a real car. That's why he's no, he'll never sell Herbie. Mm. Herbie, he refers to him as like his own child. Yeah. Uh, what happened to her Lancia? <laughs> Herbie goes to Monte Carlo. And Herbie goes to Monte Carlo, Diane Darcy. You okay? I didn't even think of the Lancia. Yeah. And Herbie goes to Monte Carlo. Jim ends up in a romantic relationship with Diane Darcy. Mm-hmm. Well, Herbie ends up in a relationship with Diane Darcy's car, a Lancia Scorpion. Uh, who and they go out on dates in France and they like drive through the various you know oh. fabulous locales and obviously I guess they broke up having well, seen yeah, Herbie you know goes bananas but like my point is that if Jim has this romantic connection with his car because he knows it's a real person where's her Lancia I'm guessing uh, well she had to move back to the states I guess she couldn't take the car with her it's bullshit car Herbie could go to Monte Carlo Lancia can't come to Orange County you know what cars crash. They didn't Dude. want to bring up the Lancia, all right? Ooh. It was just a dark thing. It was, it was a bad accident. <laughs> it was just a, it was a fresh wound. We don't want to talk about the scorpion. The episode ends. Who, whose name is Alessandra. I don't know. No, I don't, think, I don't think they named her. Up. No, they didn't name her. Uh, so episode three, My House and Your House, which is also about them deciding where they're going to live. Um, are they going to... Yeah, which, which they pre- like, they're getting married and they pre- had not until now discussed this. Yeah, but she assumes they're going to move into show, her big house. He assumes they're going to get a three-bedroom apartment together. This You're show moving into the house. Moves, yeah. The like, show moves... moving into the house. It moves so slowly that you get the, the sense that what we're seeing takes place over the course of maybe a day or two. Yeah. And we are actually experiencing this really short engagement in real time almost. Yeah. So, we had a bachelor party. The wedding is nigh. The wedding is, like, the next day. The wedding is the next episode. <laughs> and, yeah, it's the next, at the end of the next episode. Episode four. And we're... I guess they wanted to get married really quickly. It's like, yeah. why Why wait? You know, we are we have a family. We don't have to wait a year and a half and plan all of this and get our lives in order. Our lives are in order. We just need yeah. to get it done. So, of course, they're going to get married really quickly, and all of the important discussions need to be had on the fly. Yeah. So it's like, well, I guess I can try to be a dad now. Okay, good, good, good. Just make sure you're in place. We're on the same page. Good, good. Okay, next step. Where are we going to live? Oh, shoot. Wedding's tonight. Where are we going to live? Um, well. <laughs> Wedding's tonight. Where are we going to yeah. live? <laughs> Getting married tomorrow morning. Crap. Uh, well, I-, I had this plan for an apartment. I'm an apartment guy. Did you think about a house? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Let's do the house. Let's do the house. Sweet. That's a better idea. Yeah, I like 
I like. I mean, it's it again. It's so mild. There's nothing wacky about it. There's nothing mm. big about it. But I like Jim Douglas's kind of arc here. A lot of his arc is just trying to think as a guy who's in a serious, committed relationship rather than a guy who is dating. Yeah, and he has to remember to think. Oh yeah, apartments. I have to consider this kind of stuff. I, I don't have to do like I can. I it's, need to make sure I think about her and her kids. This is a show as much that as is, I think about myself. That's I have to sort of reprogram a little <laughs> bit and get used to this. It's you know? a show that's so committed to the minutia of long-term relationships and what it means to get married and all of the small details that it forgets to do anything fun or dramatic yeah. or wacky or funny in the least. There's a few chuckle-worthy lines in all five episodes. It's would you describe this as a comedy show? I, I, for lack of anything else, I guess it's, I, it's, it's too. It's too. <laughs> silly in premise to be anything but but yeah it's not funny it's not it's not a comedy show yeah. it, it it's is like there's, a, there's a couple of gags but yeah it's like this it's weird... a soap opera for kids it's not even a soap opera because there really isn't anything that dramatic but yeah i like that there's the last line or one of the last lines in episode three mm. is really great because they've only been dating for so long they're already getting married and they've already had so many dramatic misunderstandings that Susan says, hey, if you can build a relationship on mistrust, we're really doing it. <laughs> Which I kind of liked. Yeah. That's, my always, that's always been my theory about um, I Love Lucy. Okay. You know, like every episode of I Love Lucy, Ricky and Lucy scheme to deceive each other because they think it's fun and it always backfires. Uh-huh. But they do it like over like every episode for hundreds of episodes. Mm-hmm. And you start to realize that there's no way they keep doing that sort of ignorantly. Like sort of just like, well, I didn't think anything would go wrong. Uh-huh. I think that's just like... That's the nature of their relationship. I think that's how. I think that's what turns them on. Ah, uh-huh. is like humiliating each other in public. Like, I think that's yeah. kind of the thing. So we, 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 see, we see Ricky open the door. He's like, "Oh God, hard day." You know, in the hallway, is like he's like, "Okay, gotta get into character. This is gonna be really good." Just gotta get something. Like, hey, hang on, hang on. Oh, gosh, what a day I've had. Did you buy a side of bacon? You know, it's, <laughs> wait, it was a it was a side of beef. You bought a whole cow. This is so great. This is so great. Fred, Fred, you got to hear this. <laughs> That's my point. I know Vivian Vance is in on it. So I think they're starting to like in, appreciate and find a groove and find a dynamic here. Mm. You got to remember, this was on the Disney Channel, which, by the way, I forgot to mention the dates. Mm. This is on the Disney Channel from March 17th, 1982 through April 14th, 1982. Brand it did not last long. Months. <laughs> it was a mid-season replacement, and it did not get picked up again. Mm. Um... But again, this is Disney Channel. And not just any Disney Channel. Early 80s Disney Channel, when it was trying to be super crazy wholesome. Yeah. You think about like, some of the stuff on the Disney Channel now, they have, like, you know, cool cartoons for kids with monsters and, like, a little bit of insider humor or whatever. Disney in the early 80s was wholesome as fuck. Well, I mean, the, the whole decade of the 80s were just a bad time to be Disney, and it's kind of a surprise the company lived. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, Disney has always been on wholesome wholesomeness overdrive. Mm-hmm. Whenever they try to be cool, it was really embarrassing. You know, they had to buy other properties to get cool, and they, that, that, that was their that's their new strategy, and it's working for them. But yeah, yeah uh, 1982 Disney Channel on a moribund film franchise that nobody cares about. Yeah, Kirby Goes Bananas was the lowest grossing film in the series. People kind of gave up on it. Yeah, but people liked Herbie fine as an entity. He just didn't want to see his movies uh, or like, or a TV show. It's like yeah. let's just have reruns of the Love Bug on the Wonderful World World of Disney occasionally, which they did, of course. Um, they they reran the movies all the time. Yeah. You know, do you, do you like Big Red? We're gonna show that one eight times a week. <laughs> Remember Big Red? No, <laughs> neither do I. Um, so yeah, they're in wholesomeness overdrive. They're they have this franchise nobody cares about. 
Dean Jones agreed to do it bafflingly. I guess he had what else was he else doing do. right now? You know, and besides, he has like a real connection to the series. He sang the song. Clearly, That's he true. likes it. He, he sang the theme song. There was even talk about getting him there like, was... on board for the Lindsay Lohan film, but it just didn't work out. Uh, like he was really like there was he knew this was no his, he knew this was his thing. There was no possible way that this was going to succeed, even if this was a great show. Like if they came out in the proper format, it's really high pace. It's really high energy. Yeah, half There's a race every episode. There's Japanese robot racers. Whatever they got. <laughs> They come over, come over from Japan. And there's a robot racer. There's you know an, an Italian who drinks gasoline and he runs really fast. You have to have some sort of weird fantasy element every week. Yeah. And uh, if you did it that way, and you had Herbie racing all the time, and Herbie could talk, or Herbie could fly, you know, add whatever fantasy element they do, and they did this really high energy, great thing, and it, they put out 13 episodes, it still would have been canceled mid season, probably because nobody cared. <laughs> That's too bad. Let's talk about... The thing is, if they had done it really wacky, at least it would have been a cult show. Yeah. Because, yeah, this is forgotten. Nobody cares about her. Nobody cares about this. It's a damn shame. Because it's cute enough. Anyway, we're moving on. Episode four. Herbie the Best Man, which opens with a little old lady party and a little old lady jumps out of a cake. Yeah. Thanks. And, and there was a private detective there who is looking for dirt on yeah. Jim yeah. to feed back to the bad guy. And he gives the guy, like, oh, he was at this weird, crazy party with a whole bunch of ladies. And Randy's like, I was at that party. Like, even I know nothing happened. I was there. I gave a speech. Didn't you see me? Randy comes up with, they're going to get married real soon, like the next day. And Randy comes up with his big plan. Oh, mm. my God. I finally, this, I finally cracked it. I'm going to destroy their marriage by putting a stink bomb in Herbie. That, well, that's, that's his. That's his initial plan. Yeah, that's that's it. But that's his big coup de grace. It, I, I think this is just like this is all I have. It's like the the moment of pathos for the the bad guy. Well, I, what I think is weird is that you could you could play it that way. But again, you, you look at like my mother the car. You had a character named Captain Manzini who was mm. in every other episode, constantly trying to steal the car, and his schemes were wacky. Like mm. he, he was going to shrink the car, or he was going <laughs> to steal the car, or he was going <laughs> to trick them into giving the car away to charity, but he like, all this kind of crazy shit. Mm-mm. Randy's schemes are really benign. Like, it's really mild. <laughs> like, he's not even that much of a it's, villain. They're trying to set it too much in the real world. Way so, yeah, too he's, much. He's got, so he has a stink bomb made, and like, he's going to put it in Herbie, but then he's also going to steal Herbie. Well, he's got to steal Herbie so, so he can do a stink time bomb. So he needs right. time alone with Herbie. But, of course, Herbie will not be stolen. And so, he, keeps getting, yeah. he keeps getting pulled over, and then he thinks to himself, okay, so this car won't let me drive it, but it likes little old ladies. So I'm so going to dress, dress up, up like as a little, little old lady. lady. Which also doesn't work, which is so really stupid. That's the kind of stupid the show probably should have been. It, well, and when he does that stupid thing, it's like, oh, no. It's finally going where it should have always been, but no, I don't want it to go there now. <laughs> he finally, like, gets Herbie. He gets, like, another car to, like... like I, 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 he disguises I, another Beetle dis- exactly as Herbie. Yeah, and he, like, he's gonna steal Herbie. He gives Herbie to this, like, corrupt junkyard guy mm-hmm. who's gonna destroy Herbie. Jim, like, gets into Herbie to go to his wedding. He and gets, he realizes he gets that, a fake Herbie. Yeah, he realizes that Herbie isn't talking to him anymore, and he, it doesn't take him too long to figure out that her, this isn't Herbie. Well, wouldn't that be something, though? It's like, I'm finally getting married. Herbie's finally fulfilled his purpose. He finally, it's like an imaginary marriage. It's like, I'm finally getting married. I don't need you anymore, yeah. and Herbie just is no Winnie longer. the Pooh just vanishes. Vanishes. Yeah. Just don't, don't need Hobbs the... finally becomes a real tiger. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> That's his reward. Hobbs, I don't need you anymore. It's like in Tropical Malady. Okay. <laughs> 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 
do you even recognize me? I, who are you? I, <laughs> it just becomes this feral creature before his very eyes. Nice. Um, but yeah, so he has to decide between the wedding or Herbie, and he picks Herbie, which is a hell of a phone call <laughs> to his wife while she's at the church. Uh, I, sorry, my car is being stolen. Well, take care of that later. We're getting married right now. It's a little yeah. more important. Is this the episode with the weird wedding dress subplot? Yeah. Was, well, no, it was in the pre. It was, was in the pre- This was an arc over the two episodes about the, the wedding I, dress. The idea was she wants to she wants to wear this wedding dress that her grandmother wore, mm. but um, it was also the dress she wore for her previous failed marriage. And she's a really self conscious about that because she's worried he's going to get jealous or think like or you just know that, like, it's, or think, that it's weird that she's yeah. thinking of her old marriage instead of this one. Yeah, and, exactly. And then her dress goes missing, and she thinks that Jim stole it because there's precedent for such madness. <laughs> and then it turns out that he did take it, so he could get it repaired because there was a tear a in, rip it. in it and i was actually like oh, that's cute that's that's innocent there's nothing to it really but mm-hmm. i here's the thing i like them i actually want them to be together yeah i'll say that much that, that's more than i can say for a lot of relationships in movies and television shows <laughs> i actually think they're cute together and they can probably make this work they're, they're cute together they're working towards something you they have good chemistry and they have a common goal and you yeah you do want to see them it's, it's kind of like watching like if they did a sitcom about the Brady parents meeting and dating. There you go. So you know they're destined to end up together, but you want to see them make it work. They're they're middle-aged. They've had their lives. There's a significant part of their lives behind them. They're ready to be comfortable with each other. Mm -hmm. And that's it. There's not much more to it than that. I would love to see a Richard Linklater type feature film about the Brady parents. Right? It's just just a walk and talk film. And they just sit at a restaurant and they have a date and they just have to talk about being parents. and That's all they do. They just talk. Um, Anyway, they get married. They get married, and you would, and again, it's another one where you'd think that would be the end of the season. Like he, he gets, he's able to get Herbie and rush back to the church, and they yeah. get married. And like she leaves, and he goes to get her, and Herbie's really fast enough. Really would have been that. the ideal yeah. time to tell everyone about Herbie, but he still doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. And then and, that's and her, it. And, and her, I thought that was I, I like, and Herbie has the ring, by the way. Oh, like on his aerial, on his aerial. Yeah, it's just cute. Like, but again, that's kind of like when we reviewed Roar, and it had like this huge episode which kind of wrapped everything up, uh-huh. and then there's one more shitty standalone episode afterwards. And you're just like, <laughs> Why did you just leave it there? Like you were fine. It was well, a good ending. Look, this clearly wasn't meant to be just a four part special. It was going to be an ongoing series, ostensibly. That's the you know that's what Cancel Too Soon does. Mm-hmm. Why did this thing fail? And so they're married, and the drama continues. You know, happily ever after isn't happily ever after. People stay in relationships. Every day is still your relationship. And while there's no climax to that, there's still drama every day. And this is why you don't see movies about long-term marriages too often. Because it's hard to encapsulate that in a single story. Especially happy ones as well. Because they're not even that eventful. I really like This is 40 for that reason. It's like, Mm. oh, things just continue. I mean, it's bourgeois as shit, but there's a lot of good stuff in that movie. That's for sure. The relationship stuff But the way it it treats the relationship stuff is great. Uh, So yeah, they're married now, and now we have... A crisis with one of the children. Yeah, calling Dr. Herbie. The episode kicks off when uh, it's the morning and everyone's just sort of getting together. Uh, they're getting used to Jim being around the house and he's got to take the kids to school and he's going to put them all on a Herbie, but Herbie is a fucking Volkswagen Beetle. And they can't and they all pile, fit. They got to pile five people in there and sporting equipment and Herbie <laughs> wants to drive the kids to school, which I appreciate. What is Herbie's role in this dynamic going to be? Here's what you do. He wants to be part of the family. You put the kids in Herbie by themselves. You pile all of the the mm-hmm. it's bench seats, get, right? But what if they get pulled over? Oh no, it's not bench seats. Never mind. Uh, then what if they get pulled over though? 
Herbie can outrun a cop. He's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a distinctive car. They're going to put an APB out on a big Volkswagen Beetle with the numbers 53 on it. Uh, uh, Herbie's on the run. Herbie can hide. <laughs> He's done it before. Her- He'll do it again. Herbie on the lamb. <laughs> you can't stop Herbie. He's a kidnapper. <laughs> a kidnapper without sham. Remember that time he stole a diamond and took it across country lines? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're writing the next movie. I'm, well, that, I'm saying. That happened? That was yeah, yeah. money, Carl? I digress. Um, so Herbie wants to be the car that takes the kids to school, and he keeps sabotaging Susan's well, and, car. And the kids want love Herbie. Like he, yeah. they ref- Jim, well, the, young, the younger kids, the, love Herbie. the younger the daughter kids, daughter can take him or leave him. Right. But, like, the, the daughter wants to go on a motorcycle with her helmetless boyfriends, but and, uh, which is just like, no, you wear that fucking helmet. Yeah, the, like that's the kid, dangerous. Wear the helmet. The kid shows up with a helmet, but she doesn't have a helmet, and and she's like, hey, can I go for a ride? No, you don't have a helmet. Please, no, you don't have a helmet. And the boyfriend's like, sorry, babe, bye. <laughs> yeah. We, we're all doing the sensible thing in this scene. Everyone yeah. was very reasonable. <laughs> Thanks, Disney. It's not very dramatic, no. but okay. <laughs> we all learned a valuable lesson, right? Yes. We can end the episode now. I need to go helmet shopping, and something wacky will happen, right? No, I'm just going to pick out a sensible helmet. I'm going to yeah. put it on. So they decide uh, they need to trade in Susan's car. for Thankfully not Herbie. That's not part of the conversation. Uh. They're going to trade in Susan's car for a more sensible station wagon. Yeah. Uh Herbie is, wants none of this. Herbie, Herbie doesn't want to learn a station wagon. He doesn't hang out with the riffraff <laughs> like a station wagon. So they go to take the station wagon for a test drive, and Herbie and the guy who runs the used car lot get in a tiff, and Herbie gets impounded. <laughs> Herbie nearly drowns him, to be fair. Yeah, it's Herbie, pretty bad. Herbie drives over a fire hydrant, and... The, the arcing water falls in his roll top and the guy's trapped inside. Herbie's not opening. Do you think he would have let that guy die? I think he would. Would Herbie, Herbie have murdered that man? I don't think Herbie understands the concept of death. Herbie's been sawed in half and he's fine. Yeah. He probably thinks he could saw a human being in half and, and just, they'd be fine. Yeah, just weld him back together again. That's a very dark episode of Herbie the <laughs> Love Body. Herbie's trying to weld a body back together. It's not working. What do I do? Fucking Lenny from Of Mice and Men. It's like, Jesus, Herb. Um, Herbie, colon, tales from the crypt. Jesus. Um, so Herbie gets impounded. Jim's got to get him out of the impound. And Herbie's... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Herbie goes I'm missing. Herbie trying to weld a guy back together. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're bad people. We're back. Okay, uh, back. Herbie, the fact that Herbie is missing sends the youngest kid into psychosomatic intensive care. They take him to the hospital. They don't know why he's got a fever. He he has a broken heart. He has a broken heart, but they keep talking about it like he has got this mysterious illness, and I kept thinking like yeah, he maybe does have we'll a, find like out a legit that the, fever. He does, yeah. but like they never really address that. It turns out he just missed Herbie. Like that's how they resolve it. There's even this moment where Jim like sort of thinks like I get it. I know why he's got a fever, and I thought wait a minute, maybe like the Susan's car had like black mold in it or something, oh. and that's why Herbie didn't want him to drive it. I would have been fine with that. Turns it's, out whatever, whatever made him sick was in the car. That made him make more sense. It would have right. been a, you would have had a story there. Instead, it uh, turns out the kid just misses Herbie so much he almost died. Mm. And so Herbie sneaks into a hospital <laughs> with after breaking out of the impound lot. And there's some wacky tow truck guys trying to get him. Doesn't really go anywhere. Bad. Herbie sneaks into the hospital, the, the, driving around, disguising himself. I don't know how he did that. He he, uh, he put on a doctor's coat. <laughs> It'd be funny if he did. And then, like, he actually, like, ah, doc- doctor, you're, you need it in surgery. <laughs> Rolls in a doctor's coat with, like, rubber gloves on his wheels. That's what it needs to be, crazy surreal. Yeah. Like, I think that yeah. would have been better if they'd just gone like, really you're, bizarre. Do you remember that really great gag from uh, the uh, dual spoof on the Tiny Toons Halloween special? 
where Calamity Coyote is being chased around by a tr- mysterious truck, just like in Duel. Oh, I will, and, yeah. And, and then the yeah. car gets wrecked, and he picks up a payphone and like dials dials the number, and somebody says nine one one emergency, and he holds up a sign because he doesn't speak, and that oh, one's yeah. really great. That was so great. He, he runs to a local bar, and he's like looking around the bar, and it's all these like dark. Uh, trucker guys in their hats and they're leaned over their beers and they look up suspiciously at him and there's this pan across the bar and all these mysterious characters and in the corner is the truck also <laughs> leaned over a beer <laughs> something like that yeah, go, you know, go bizarre go nuts with, it. with it have someone not be able to tell the difference between herbie and a person because herbie is wearing a bow tie like just go, <laughs> just go nuts Kirby, as a, okay, so that's the end of the series. The kid is fine. Everything yeah. seems fine. No one else knows about Herbie, which is annoying as fuck. And then that's it. <laughs> and then, yeah, at the same time, like, there's really nothing wrong with Herbie as a television series. You've got to have more fun with it than this. I appreciate <laughs> wanting to, like, be wholesome. Mm. Wholesome is fine. Wholesome doesn't have to be dull. Wholesome can be funny. Yeah. Wholesome well, can be a good time watching television. It's it's that age old screenwriting problem that you know if you if you're inventing a character from scratch, especially if you have to do it sort of quickly or on the fly or on the spot, the things people most screenwriters, bad screenwriters, but mm-hmm. good screenwriters too, tend to do is give them a lot of vices or quirks or habits or you know strange interests. And something to work U- with. Usually, it's like pain in their past, some some sort of suffering, and they're hard drinking now or they're really kind of grizzled now and they're they're they have like all, all kinds of drug problems where they drink or they're womanizers and they have something they're now, defined by a certain specific and now they have negative and quality. now they have something they can get over and that's the like almost the default when you're coming up with a character they have mm. a lot of bad habits they have to get well, over. well especially when you're trying to like introduce them in um, some sort of ens- ensemble you mm. kind of have to do them quickly and you have to sort of yeah. get people like oh do i know that character oh mm. that's the alcoholic i got it it's 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 reductive, but it works. So it, people do it a lot. It, it works. It functions anyway. Yeah. And and nobody ever ever thinks to write a virtuous character who is also interesting, like somebody who's defined by how good they are, the good things they do, because that is perceived as by a lot of audiences as already complete. They've gone through their arc. Now there's there's no story to tell. And there's no drama there, and that's kind of boring. It's hard to make them the protagonist. Sometimes they're side characters, like yeah, the next door yeah. neighbor and home improvement. Yeah, who's there yeah. to give like advice? Like they figured it out already, and that that's okay to have like a sage type character. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm so frustrated by how often it is that they don't that screenwriters don't think to write a virtuous character. I think that's why a lot of people have problems with Superman. And I've talked about this yeah. in terms of Superman before. He's a virtuous character. What do you do with a virtuous character? Like you, you, you redeem villains. That's all you can do. Well, there's a lot of things you can do with Superman well, that has been done over the years. Yeah. But for some reason, movies have trouble with it, and that's frustrating. Mm. I, I, think, I, th- I think I think Justice League did it pretty good, actually. I like him in Justice and, League, and a, lot of, and a lot of people hate that movie. Yeah, I don't know why. Whatever. I think if you're going to do Herbie the series, and mm. he wanted to be kind of wholesome, I think the mistake actually was focusing it so much on Dean Jones and the mom. I think it would have been better if. Herbie had like Dean Jones is the dad he gets remarried they have a bunch of kids and Herbie becomes like the new car of like the high schooler oh there you go yeah if the teenage daughter yeah, has like, had to deal with yeah like which like, is which was the premise of Herbie fully loaded exactly because you have again you, you can have that wholesome family unit but you have someone who is younger more naive making mm-hmm. mistakes learning valuable lessons doing uh, uh things that aren't wise yet but make for good episodes you mm-hmm. can do when you know a grease lightning drag racing episode <laughs> or or just something you know like and Herbie can actually have someone kind of more Herbie's own age as well someone who matches his level of wanting to get involved and do things Mm. Because again, it's so tame. It is. It is it's the, the tamest show I think we've ever done. 
It's like e- if, even more than my mother the car. Even more than fishing with John. This is like <laughs> this is the this is well, the fishing with John had like a, a note of surreality to yeah, it. But, this yeah. is like this is the mildest TV program I've ever watched that wasn't hosted by Bob Ross. <laughs> that's yeah it's just I'm, I'm really tra- chill like it's kind I of relaxing like, but i feel boring. like a, there's a lot of like sitcoms for kids too like if you've ever watched saved by the bell you sure. know if, if you have memories of it from your childhood keep them there yeah, uh, because you watch you watch it there's not a lot of drama no. they are the big or when they episode. try to do drama they whiff it they, like yeah, the drug can, episode the, or the, the oil episode oil or the one where episode. zach finds out he's like part native american indian and oh, it's really God. offensive it's more it's like oh no i'm gonna i need to cover my shift at the rest Restaurant. How? What am I going to do? I, I double booked myself. Yeah, how dramatic. <laughs> that old chestnut. Are you going to do the episode where you wrote to your mother that you ran the store and now the mother's here and you have to pretend to be the boss yeah. and the boss has to pretend to be your employee and you all learn a valuable lesson and then your mom finds out that what you were really doing and she says she doesn't care, she loves you just the way you are? How many times have I seen an episode <laughs> like that? <laughs> Fucking Top Cat did that. Come on! Stop it! <laughs> Top Cat did that. And that's the nadir of it all! <laughs> When it leaks down to Top Cat. <laughs> Top Cat did that no, might be a good yeah. shirt. <laughs> here, here, There's so many things you can do with Herbie, and they did none of them in this show. Not uh, really. I, I, like I said, I love the two leads. Uh, They're Doug, really great. Doug Jones is great. The kids are good, too. Uh, the, the kids are all the good, kids. yeah. The, the villain's okay, especially yeah, when he gets to finally be villainous. Yeah, Patricia Hardy is fine. Uh, the actual setup of, you know, Herbie trying to explore a marriage, even that's not necessarily a bad idea. No. But it's something you can cover, A, in a half hour. This could have been a B, movie. B, with a, uh, B, one movie. Yeah, one TV movie could have covered this whole thing, and it probably mm. would have been, just take all the good parts, yeah. remove all the bad parts, it would have been great. And also, we need some freaking energy in this. Something. 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 We need something to, to give it some life, some pep. Yeah. You have a living car. Have Herbie do something fun. Drive up a wall. I don't know. Well, I mean, have, again, I realize budget is an issue, and you can't do all that cool stuff all the time, but you gotta come up with something. Something. There's something you gotta do. Something you could even make jokes about it, where like Herbie like just disappears for the day, and then you read about it in the paper, yeah. and it's just a picture of Herbie driving up with you know a fucking skyscraper yeah. just because he's bored. Like you could have done See, that; yeah, that would have been funny. Headline: Volkswagen Beetle found in the Louvre. How did it get there? There's a story my grandmother used to tell about picking up the paper one morning and seeing a picture of my dad like up a telephone pole after a drunken night on the town, <laughs> and she says that's when her hair went white immediately. Oh, like, that's funny. You can do something. Something. Like, something. Great. Here's what you do with Herbie now. Okay, so Herbie needs Herbie is ripe for return. We've, we've oh, we, as we, we recently talk, acclaimed, t- talked about the movies. Herbie needs a proper reboot. Herbie They're talking a about a TV series. It's it's kind of stalled right now, mm-hmm. but it's been a while since we heard about it. Uh, you make it. You can make another Herbie movie, or you make a TV series. Here's your TV series. Lives with a G- G- uh, uh, Dean Jones type during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy happily married. Uh, Herbie helped Dean Jones get married. You essentially pick up where this show left off. Mm. But we don't focus on them. The neighbor is a Fast and Furious type street racer mm. who has developed, like, has uh, friends with his neighbors, sneaks out at night. Herbie also sneaks out at night, and they do street races. I don't know if we need them to sneak so out it's together. A little, little I like bit... the idea of 
Herbie and this Dean Jones type uh-huh. or whoever are living together. They seem happy. They got a family, whatever like that. But then at night, Herbie disappears and he goes drag racing. No one hmm. ever knows who his driver is. Oh, and then my- someone finds out Herbie is real and they track Herbie down and they offer to, to buy Herbie. And then the owner of the car says, okay, you seem like a, eventually is convinced you're a good kid and Herbie likes to race. Yeah. I am old. I'm done with it. I'm good. He needs to be free. Mm. You seem like a good owner. There, there's your setup. Well, because it's we, Fast and Furious with Herbie, and now you have a younger lead. And we have like we always need to cover the transition. I guess so. I guess so. But they they only kind of did in Herbie Fully Loaded. But Herbie Fully Loaded yeah. took place in the NASCAR world. That's where you know the hot racing was at the time. So it's all NASCAR. So you like the street racing so, world. And yeah, I think yeah. I think now we can go to the street racing world with Herbie, and I think Herbie would fit in just fine because a Volkswagen Beetle is ridiculous everywhere. <laughs> Do you think that it's, it's not a muscle car? It's not the car of of masculinity, which is where racing tends to go. The Fast and the Furious movies, uh, and I know it's a real thing, but they have that thing where you can like an inject nitrous oxide into the engine and, and it goes go, super yeah, fast. You go like 400 miles an hour for like 10 do you seconds. Think, do you think that would make Herbie like a drug addict? Like Herbie well, would get addicted to nitrous that, oxide that in would, a very that, special that, episode? That could be an episode, couldn't yeah. it? Where, yeah, it's like, well, the, right, the nitrous works, but you seem like you need it, Herbie, and he starts getting the shakes. <laughs> like a monster truck he, when he, the truck gets drunk. He drives into a bank vault, is like tries to rob a bank. Oh, no, sorry, Herbie, no. We, we need Ooh, to get you off this stuff. This, this, you're, you're, you're committing crimes now. How the mighty now. have fallen. <laughs> Brutal. Has to go back to Monte Carlo, hide out, well, then, then <laughs> and he, all his friends. And then he, he switches over to uh, bioorganic fuel, hmm. gets clean again. You can have up. Uh, see, these stories are written themselves. I, don't know if I like where this is going. <laughs> was I, su- I suggested Herbie welding a guy back together? So we I talked about where, where we would take Herbie, uh, and I have plenty of ideas yeah. for Herbie, but. Was Herbie the Love Bug, the series as is, uh, canceled too soon? Oh, goodness, no. I, I have plenty, thank you. Yeah. I think mm. if I think if maybe they were going to take it in a much different direction, like really just change the attitude of it, maybe you could have gotten a fun second season out of it, but what, if this where? is what they got. It wasn't facing in any direction. It was yeah. just going to be more of the same blandness. No, I don't need any more We blandness. forgot to mention, uh, this was developed for television by writers mm. Arthur Olsberg and Don Nelson, who mm. wrote Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo, which probably explains their affection oh, for okay. Diane Darcy. Uh, they also wrote the Hoboken Chicken Emergency movie. Hey! There you go. I'll track that down at some point. I love Daniel Pinkwater. That's fun. Uh, so they're fun, uh, and clearly they, they were capable of doing more fun things, but again, I suspect this may have been one of those things where the Disney Channel really wanted it to be cheap, Mm. even though they had an inherently expensive concept, and they wanted it, again, to be wholesome as fuck. Uh. And I think it's so wholesome it got boring, and that's the real tragedy. There's, there was, I was a teacher I had at UCLA who said that the, there's, people can forgive anything, but they can't forgive boring. Yeah. Like, you know, well, like, I've, it's, I've okay heard... if, it's okay if, like, your protagonist isn't great or your mm. plot's kind of stupid. Just keep them entertained. Keep them engaged with the material. Don't make them change the channel or leave mm. the theater. That's the trick. And Herbie the Love Bug is nice enough. There's good bits in it, but it feel, it's just It boring. feels way longer than it is. Like, I, I mainlined all of these in a night. Yeah, you, you know, and, them all in a day. Yeah. And, and which, which, you know... Five episodes. S- simple enough, and I've done you know longer stints in front of the television, but this this felt like it took like yeah. uh, like hours and hours and hours. Well, I guess it did take like four and a half hours, but well, yeah, still, uh, it's it, crazy. It, it felt like I was there for a week. It was just there was nothing happening. So that's Herbie the Love Bug. That's it. We are done. We've seen all the Herbie the Love Bugs. But until they in- inject him into the Cars universe or give him a, another series or another movie. Only a matter of time. I hope it's not too long because I like Herbie. I like Herbie too. Yeah. Here's the question. 
Uh, Herbie is a 1963 model, has sure. always been a 1963 model, even in the 2005 film. Yep. It's a 1963 car. Uh, then there was the new Beetle, which came out in the late 90s. Yep. Uh, but they didn't update Herbie. He wasn't a new Beetle. In no, Herbie it was Fuller. original it was still it was a, a 63. Yeah. There is now a new new Beetle. Mm. Does that mean Herbie, if they reboot Herbie, would he be an old new Beetle? Like a late 90s new Beetle? No, I think you got to keep him the original Herbie. He's you have to keep him the 63. He's got to be a classic car. I think if you make Herbie another car, you've changed Herbie too much. It's like, it's like electric blue Superman. Like, I get it, but no. We need, Go we, back to the original we costume. We need the, the blue suit, the red cape, and the red trunks. That costume, that yeah. costume worked. That costume was not broken. Do not fuck with us. Although I remember the uproar when they, in the new Superman movies, they, they made a costume without the red trunks, and a lot of people were upset about it, that. It looks weird without him. Yeah, like, it, 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 look, it looks like a costume is missing. You don't really need it, like, technically. Like, if he never had him, I guess it would have been fine, but he... He does have them. Like it's fun. that's like, part of Superman. He's costumes, got the red trunks. The costumes change a little bit over time, but for when they when they're off, everyone mm-hmm. can kind of tell, and everyone kind of demands that you go back. Yeah, like yeah. it's not like oh Batman. Well, we changed the logo a little bit. Yeah, okay, we don't give a shit. That's that's fine. Mm. I can live with that. Bring back the trunks. Bring I, back I the remember, OG Herbie. I even remember when they changed. Oh, this is off on a tangent. They, they changed Spider Man's outfit at one point. This is when I was reading, so mm. I remember this. With the with that whole clone bit, oh yeah, maximum clonage, maximum, clone and, and there was uh, there was the Scarlet Spider for a second, yeah, Spider Man's like clone, a blue hoodie with a spider spray painted on it or something. And I like that blue hoodie outfit. I know you I, do. I, I, I'm I'm the only person. But, no, I uh, liked it at the time. Okay, at yeah. the time, it, it at was, the time when it, I was stupid and had no taste, and, and he was blonde, <laughs> and he was he worked as a barista, and it was all very very nineties. No, I'm um, harsh. It's fine. It was a cute little look. It's fine. And uh, they changed the original, the OG Spider Man outfit though to like. Like did they just change the pattern garish, a little like bit? The spider, was, the the spider was, was really like big. big. Yeah, the spider was big. It was pretty much the same, and there was still an upcry, an outcry then. It was just unnecessarily busy. Like it didn't yeah. quite work. The one I just did not like was the scarlet spider. Not the scarlet spider. The iron spider outfit. Oh, that, got, that like, an Iron like, Man armor. red and gold thing. Yeah, just yeah. the color scheme was wrong. Like, I can handle, like, the Venom color scheme is just black and white. I can handle that. Red and yellow just, he looks like a fire engine. Like, it doesn't really, <laughs> it's, it's not really evoking anything for me. He just looks too much like Iron Man. Mm. I, I, he should look like his own thing. Like, blue, same thing, but blue and red probably would have been fine with it. Do you think he's going to have that Iron Man outfit in a movie at some oh, point? Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember, remember the end of Spider-Man Homecoming? Yeah, they had they, little we, should, we saw it. I think, I, I he's think probably going to be wearing that at I'm some sure point. he's going to be wearing that. That's only a matter of time. I like ah, the classic original costume. I like the classic Now we're talking about costume. Spider-Man costumes, and that's ridiculous. All right, so uh, that is it for this week's uh, Cancelled Too Soon. Uh, Whitney has to go out of town, like, right away. Yeah. Uh, so we really <laughs> don't have a lot of time to do any letters. We'll do that next time. But next month, stick around. We're finally doing it. <laughs> it's finally happening! Cops with Robot Partners Month. Yay! There are a, there's a weird number of television series about cops who have robot partners that got canceled right away. And we're still trying to track down the, the Apex Cop with Robot Partners <laughs> the series. The example of this. Holmes and Yo-Yo would be able to find a few episodes where we got to try to find the whole run. And that is not happening yet. Uh, but we're going to start off next week with a television series that aired at the same time or the same year, as Holmes and Yo-Yo, starring Ernest Borgnine. The Ernest Borgnine. The inimitable Ernest Borgnine. As a badass cop. Future cop. He's a cop, <laughs> and it's the future I'm in. 
Ernest Borgnine as future cop. Okay, here's your check. What this start, is like? Start shooting. I don't care if you haven't written yet. I, I feel every show about a cop with a robot partner. Mm-hmm. I feel like like Michelle Pfeiffer in Dangerous Minds. I'm giving you an A. You just have to not lose it. <laughs> you just have to over the course of the series not lose that A rating. I'm giving you. Mm-hmm. If you if it, you can sink it all the way down to an F, but you're starting out with the benefit of the doubt. Future cop. Could not be more excited, and we have a whole bunch of other Cops with Robot Partners shows planned for the rest of the month. Some of them you may have heard of, some of them you probably haven't. <laughs> but so there are a lot excited. of them. There are, there are a fair number. We've been so. talking about this, I think, since the inception of Cancel Too Soon. Right so about, we're, we're right finally, finally going to get around to an entire month of Cops with Robot Partners. Yay! And then uh, in April, we're going to be coming up on our uh, second year anniversary, and we're going to do our second annual Cancel Too Soon Awards. Uh, the second annual Sunnies. Yep. And uh, stick around for that because you're going to be able to uh, vote in one of the categories. And the winner, and we're going to, everyone who votes in the categories will get to uh, have their name down in a hat. Mm-hmm. And you'll get to force us to review a show of your choice. No poll, no nothing, just you. <laughs> Good for you. It'll be great. Um, and uh, also be sure to check out our Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash canceled too soon. There's a whole bunch of different tiers. Uh, full of great content, uh, exclusive videos, bonus podcasts, the Cancel Too Soon monthly movie, uh, because of Whitney's uh, uh, leaving town schedule, uh, got pushed back a bit. So there isn't one for February. We will do two. Two in March. In March. Yeah, so, and also... Sorry uh, about that. I'm going on vacation. That's okay. Would have made it, but he had to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will do two in March. One for uh, Popeye meets the man who hated laughter. That, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Uh, it's just this weird TV movie with like a whole bunch of Saturday morning cartoon strips, like joining forces like the Avengers, yeah. including ones that have no business being in the same mm-hmm. universe together. It's very strange. And then we're also going to do uh, a poll on our Patreon uh, for the official March monthly movie. And they're all going to be sci-fi TV Movies, and you're going to be able to choose from films like mm. Running Delilah, starring Billy Zane and a robot Kim Cattrall. <laughs> Not quite human, mm. about a wholesome Disney family who acquires a robot teenager. The Electric Grandmother, which is about an electric grandmother. And mm-hmm. The Companion, starring Bruce Greenwood and Brian Cranston, about a sex bot. Oh. Yep. Which All one, robot well, stuff. Which one of them plays the sex bot? <laughs> is it Brian Cranston or Bruce Greenwood? We will find out. And uh, you can email us. I know we don't have time for emails, but you can email us, canceltoosoon at gmail.com. Feel free to send us suggestions. Let us know if you remember watching these shows. If we're, Did we get something wrong? Did we get something right? Do you have any questions for us? Anything at all, feel free to email us. Uh, we will read as many as we can on the air. You can also tweet us. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter at canceledcast, C-A-N-C-E-L-E-D, Cast. That's I'm at William Bibiani. I'm at Whitney Seibold. And don't forget, we're also on the critically acclaimed podcast, which this week we're covering all of the Herbie movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, next week, apparently, we're going to be reviewing The Love Guru <sighs> by popular demand. You jerks. I thought you liked us. <laughs> Why do you hate us so much? We do a poll every week of bad movies you can force us to watch. And mm-hmm. there's always like a couple on there. It's like, oh, that'd be fun to rewatch. Like, it's bad, but we can mm-hmm. deal with that. And you pick The Love Guru. Mm hmm. I talk to people sometimes, and they don't understand why we do this to ourselves. It's just what we do. Yeah, we're, we're cinemasochists, basically. You, 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 did you see that film, Annihilation, all about the death drive? Yeah. That's us. We're the death drive. The death drive is a great name for a movie podcast. <laughs> the death drive. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week with a review of Future Cop. 
And uh, that's a wrap. We will see you next season. Thank you.